and I won't take up too much of your time. But I was speaking to PK today. I was speaking to PK today and I was telling him that I believe that the unity amongst the brothers and sisters is beginning to bond close. There's a closer knit between us now. I believe that the next move of God in Spec Nation is going to require a next level of unity. Because what God wants to do with us, he wants to make us into fathers and mothers. Fathers and mothers. Fathers and mothers, shepherds of nations. The next stage of where stagnation is heading requires the average member. The minimum requirement to be a SPAC national means you have to be a father or a mother. Shepherds. When Jesus would speak, spoke to Peter and asked him, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, I do. What he would say back to him, what Jesus would say back to Peter, he said, feed my lambs. He said, feed my lambs. And then Jesus asked him a second time, Peter, do you love me? He then said, take care of my sheep. He then asked him a, second, a third time, he said, Peter, do you love me? Jesus replied back to Peter and said, feed my sheep. But I began to ask myself, Lord, why is it that Jesus went from it being a lamb to a sheep, to a, back to a sheep again? Why did Jesus say, feed my lambs and then take care of my sheep and then feed my sheep again? And as we was worshipping, it entered my heart. That when Jesus was saying to Peter, feed my lambs. When he was saying to Peter, feed my lambs, because there would be a 3G. There would be a 3G who would begin to enter into a place called Spack Nation. Where they would need to be fed the right word, the, the sincere milk of the word. And then there would be a second gen who had been fed like the lambs who have been fed like the lambs and now they've been fed to the point where all they need to be needs to happen now is for them to be taken care of why so that they can go and feed the lambs also and the third thing he said was feed my sheep He said to Peter, feed my sheep. If, let me tell you something. If, if we're going to take this thing to the next level, we must become shepherds for real. We must become shepherds for real. We must desire the heart of a shepherd. The heart of a father. The heart of a mother from, from the person right at the back. There must be a desire for the heart of a father. This is not a, a, a message of sort, but almost a, a cry. A cry that's been happening in my heart and I've been asking myself, Lord, how do I become more of a father? 
because I know that there's, there's a space in my heart for people. But that space will not be filled with people if my heart does not look like the Father's. If we're to take this to the next step, to the next stage of where what of what stagnation is to be, he is saying we must desire the heart of a father. Because in the desiring of the father's heart, there was a man called David. A man called David in whom God said that he was after. He was a man after God's heart. And so I began to ask myself on Tuesday and, and as I was saying, what would make a man called Shammah follow a boy like David? Shammah, a grown man, rejected by the world systems, kicked out of his job, rejected, exiled into the wilderness would meet a boy in the middle of the wilderness with nothing but a short, with nothing but a shirt, a trouser. In the wilderness, a boy. But what David had was he had the heart, the, he had the heart of a shepherd. And what Shammah saw in the wilderness amongst 400 other men was he saw the sword of Goliath. David would roam the wilderness with the sword of Goliath strapped on his back. David would walk through the wilderness with no bread to eat but a sword on his back. Roaming the wilderness, sitting down in the wilderness, waiting for his sheep to come. But the sword that he had on his back was a sword of triumph. The sword that he brandished on his back was a sword of triumph. So when I was saying to the boys, don't drop your sword. Don't drop this word. The sword is the manifestation of the word in which you've been hearing. David, David had so much of a shepherd's heart. David had so much of a shepherd's heart that with nothing, he was able to create something. I began to say a few weeks ago that God's resource is nothing. God can only use the resource called nothing. God can only use the resource called nothing and that's why new discoveries haven't been found on the earth. Because the world's resource is always something. I hope you get where I'm going with this. The world's resource is always something. They need something in order to create. But God is saying that we're missing the thing called nothing. We're missing the thing called word. Can we see words? When PT gets up and begins to start to speak to us, Every Thursday, every Friday, every, every night on Periscope, these words might look like nothing, but it is a resource. I'm trying to show you the economy of God. The economy of God doesn't look like an economy at all. But God uses the resource called nothing. In fact, in Hebrews, it begins, it begins to say that Abraham was turned from, no, from a nobody into something. 
God uses the resource called nothing. And he begins to create out of nothing. Out of what the world would misuse or missee. The resource called nothing. Nothing is actually a resource. That when you're, when you're placed with situations and you're amongst circumstances where it looks like nothing is going on. In fact, God is saying, no, I need to strip you of something because I need to get to the resource called nothing. I need to get you down to the bare minimum. So that's, and that's why I began to ask myself, how do I get to, um, get to having a shepherd's heart? He said, allow me to take away from you until I can get to the place called nothing. Don't despise the fact that when you're brought down to a place of nothingness, don't use your mouth to bring you back to the place of something. Don't use your mouth to bring you back to a place of something or you want to hustle and be something. No, God is saying, I need you to be nothing because only people of the world use the resource called something. There are hidden things on the inside of you. There are hidden things on the inside of you that God needs to get out of you. It is called a resource. There's a reason why gold, diamonds are hidden underneath the earth's surface. The economy of this world is run on the hidden um, resources on this earth. It's very proverbial in nature that hidden under the earth called man are resources that God will begin to use and build his economy called God's economy. But he has to bring you to a place of nothingness. Amen. Give God praise back nation. Give God praise back nation. Well, I think I'll just nicely start off from where Pastor Alex stopped, yes? Do you want to deal with nothing tonight? Do you want to deal with nothing tonight? Okay. The world was formed from nothing. Your world will be formed from nothing. If God created the world that we see today, the world that he so cherished from nothing, then guess what? Your world also ought to be created from nothing. Nothing is not a case of, oh, I cannot touch the thing. It's not about touching. It's not about the physical state. It is a state called deadness. It is a state called zero. It is a state where you don't count anymore. But the mission does. The vision does. And I love how Pastor Alex started. It's all about the heart of a shepherd. The sheep that we will be called to guide don't have good vision. <laughs> Talk about nothing, right? You need to see, don't you? The world teaches you, you've got to see it to feel it. Faith tells you, faith it to feel it. Faith, nothing. The world was formed from nothing, no thing. In this whole agenda, it is a mindset of understanding that your eyes will not see it, but you have to hear it. So sheep, 
believe it or not, they actually have very, very great peripheral vision. They can see everything that's going on around the world, like Cardi B in America or like, you know, Whiskey in Nigeria. They can see all that's going peripheral vision, but they cannot appreciate depth. So a sheep can be right here and it cannot differentiate between Pastor Faith in front of me and Pastor Lucy at the back. But it just knows there's something going on around. It sounds to me like the, my history though. I've come from a place where I knew too much. There was too much something. There was not enough nothing. You don't realize that God has, has a habit of creating from nothing. Oh my God. How did they get into Jericho then? They saw this big angel stood in front. And the, the guy said, and I love how God does his works. He always speaks to you about your battles in past tense. He speaks to you about a battle you are about to face in past tense. He says, I have given you the land. To the children of Israel, I have given them the land. Why is it always in past tense? He has to get you to understand that it comes from nothing. Have you seen the battle yet? It is called nothing. Lord, how can you tell me I'm about to go into Jericho? Do you know Jericho was full of giants? When, when Moses sent the 12 spies, they went to scan the land. Jericho is part of the, the, the municipality called Canaan. They saw giants there. Believe it or not, you will see giants. But the way to overcome giants is from a state called nothing. So God said, I have given you the land. I can't see it yet, but you've got to hear it. Tell your neighbor, hear this thing. You don't have to see it, you've got to hear it. Say that, you don't have to see it, you've got to hear it. The walls have ears. I love your prayer earlier, Pastor Lennox. So what happened? There is a great wall in front of us. Then God says, you are going in. I've already given you the land. So now get ready to fight the battle. And they're getting ready. All the soldiers are ready. I can imagine being one of them at the front. Special forces soldier. Well drilled. Well trained. I know how to shoot machine guns. 50 rounds a second. Brrr, and I'm done. And then the commander says, just walk around the walls. From something to nothing. From training to nothing. From knowing it how to nothing. From being a specialist in the field to nothing. That's why Paul would say, I count all this as dung. I might be a lawyer trained. I might be a citizen of Rome and a citizen of Greek, whatever. But I count it all as nothing. It has to start with nothing. So God will say, go around the wall, day one. I can imagine me and Pastor Nini, let's say, we're special forces soldiers. We go around the wall, day one. And we get back and we say, right, what happened there? What happened? Day two, let's go around the wall again. And then we come back. What happened there? And they kept going around. Day three. And Pastor Nini is like, look. Yo, Pastor Dami, what is going on here? By the way, this Joshua guy said we should walk around the wall. He never told us how many times to do it. Go and read your Bible very carefully. He never specified when. You must be ready to hear from the man of God. And it, is, it should sound like nothing. So actually, it's a case of just go around the wall. Keep going. You don't feel like it, then faith it then. You can't see it, but hear it. They go around the wall for six days. On the seventh day, say go around again seven times. It looks like nothing. Until he said, now shout. Do you know what's funny about this whole thing? I love God. He creates, 
he, he has hidden innovation in the Bible. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Rahab said they have heard about you and we have a terror about you. How did they hear? There is nothing for them to see. But how did they hear? Pastor Sam, God has a way of creating wireless speakers. God made the first wireless speaker, not Bose. Not beat by Dr. Dre. God made the first wireless speaker because Rahab could hear, even though they were way by the Red Sea. The Bible said it's, they sound like hornets. Like there was a buzz. Isn't there a buzz about Spark Nation though? Everywhere you go on Twitter, there's a buzz. Buzz. There is a buzz. There's just a buzz about us. But it looks like nothing. Because God has a habit of creating from nothing. So the sheep cannot see, but they can hear. That's why Jesus would say, my sheep hear my... God is telling us, forget your sense of sight and cling up to your sense of hearing. That is why the human body, I was telling them on power base, when a baby is born, the, the size of the eyes is the same size. Like Duke was born last year. His eyes, the size of his eyes will remain the same until he dies. That size comes fixed. Because God has told you, your, lip, your, your sense of sight is fixed. Do not rely on your sense of sight. Because it is fixed. But then God will now show us something. Your body, your ear, constantly grows until the day you die. Why did God design the sense of sight and the sense of hearing so differently? Why is it that the ears constantly grow until you die? But why is it that your sense of sight is limited from the day you are born? God is telling you that do not walk by faith. But you walk, do not walk by your sight. But you walk by faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. This is about hearing the nothing. Pastor Alex said, what are words? Words are nothing. You can't see the words coming out of my mouth now. But guess what? Your spirit can interpret it. Because you have the spirit of the creator in you. And the spirit of the creator knows exactly how to translate nothing to something. Guess what? I told you about wireless speakers. There was a time... When Elisha prophesied about the city. And he said, listen to me. By this time tomorrow, the head of some animal will be worth something. Go and check. You guys are better Christians than me. After that, there were four lepers outside the city. Then they were approaching the, Philist the, um, the Philistines. One of the two. And as they got there, the enemy's armies could hear the sound of foot soldiers coming. These were lepers that were going there. How did they hear how the trained soldiers hear the sound of an army of God coming to a city when actually they've never seen anything. It is called the sense of hearing. That's how it progresses. And it progresses. And God is showing us, forget the sense of your sight. Hear what he has to say. Words look like nothing now. And what Pastor Toby began to say on Periscope today. He said, this house is built on prayer. Has anyone got the um, TPT version for me? Psalm 100 something. Let's get into this quickly. Peter began to speak about this house being built on prayer. You do not diminish the fact that we spend hours praying. So when you read something like James, I love this. From verse, chapter 5 from verse 17. It says, Elijah was a human being. He was a man. Even as we are. We are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain i can imagine him praying 
in the spirit like some of us do. Hours on end. Ricando Sika. Lebro Seta. We're going to overcome the wall of Jericho tonight. Rabababa Sika. Praying earnestly. And I thought that is what it means to pray. To just be using your physical body. Thinking that you're trying to generate something from nothing. It comes from a state called nothing. Rest. Let me show you how to restfully enter where you're designed to enter tonight. So here you have Elijah. He says he earnestly prayed that it would not rain. And for three and a half years, it did not rain. And I began to think, when did Elijah come on the scene then? When did he come on the scene? First Kings somewhere. Again, you guys know the Bible better than me. First Kings. I love how Elijah was introduced to us. If you know the chapter, please help me. When he turns up on the scene. 17, sir. Thank you so much, Pastor Sam. Elijah is a man of prayer, yes? And he was a what? Human being. Just like any of us. But there comes a point where you enter a state called nothingness. But you are the embodiment of nothingness. I'm going somewhere. In the 12th year of Ahaz, king of Judah, Hoshea, son of Elah, became king of Israel. And he reigned for nine years. 1 Kings 17. Sorry. Now. Thank you, Pastor Faith. Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Except at God's word. Except at the word of Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah El Shaddai. Except at the words of the one that created all of you, eternity put together. Whose word would it stop on? So actually, there's a man who was praying earnestly, right? I thought this thing was a man pressing in. But he's telling you, I stopped the rain at my word. But here was a man who had become something and it's called nothing. Have you got the passage of Psalm 107? You know where I'm going to, the prayer. Ultimately, Elijah would say to the weather, the climate, do not move at my word. I love the bit after that. Now says, now the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Verse 2, let me read it so you think I'm not reading it from the Bible. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. God's word comes after his word. God's word comes after the word of a man who has become nothing. So I began to realize something. In a state of true prayer, you will speak, the world will respond. Pastor Toby was saying it yesterday like a joke. I will kneel down there praying in the Campo Sata, praying over 3K bill. He commanded 3K bill out of nowhere. Then in 2016, he commanded 400K out of nowhere. Over the last few years, he has com com commanded millions out of nowhere. It's called the ability to create like your father. And it is a natural state called nothingness. And so Psalm 104, 108, we begin to speak, show us how David does these things. David will say, I'm a man of prayer. Help me look for that verse, Pastor Faith. And this is where I'll stop. This is how the house of Spark Nation has been built. On pillars of prayer. But in a state called nothingness. When you are dead to yourself, that's why I said to you, 
Think about this. I told him about it. I said nothing is zero. The number. Zero. So when offense strike, Pastor Rodell come to me. I am zero. I am nothing. Here is offense coming to me. You're a great man, of course. Offense is coming to hit me. Come and hit me. Come and hit me. Punch, punch. Keep going. Oh. Don't wind me, sir. Here is nothing. And here is someone who is throwing punches at nothing. I don't respond. Keep going. I don't respond. I don't respond. Keep going. I didn't say you should stop. I don't respond. It is a state called nothing. Why is that? Any number times zero is zero. Keep hitting, keep hitting, keep hitting. That is anger. Jealousy, come. Jealousy, come. You're not jealousy. Just come, come, come. Stop pinching me, pinching me, pinching me. There is a state called nothingness. Keep going, don't stop. I am nothing. I have counted myself nothing. I have completely died to my physical senses. It is now time to arise as a dead man. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. I have prayed to the point where you don't see me anymore. You see the vision now. You don't see me anymore. You see the word of God. That's why David began to pray the way he prayed. Non-stop. Have you found the passage, Pastor Faith? Yes, sir. Help me read it. Psalm 109. I'll start from verse 3. Thank you, ma'am. With words of hatred, they yes. surround me. With words of hatred. Look at hatred around me. Keep punching. Don't stop. I am nothing. Keep punching. Yes. Words of hatred they surround me. What else? They attack me without cause. They attack me without cause. In return for my friendship. Yes. They accuse me. They accuse me. But. But. I am. I am. A man. A man. Of prayer. I am a man of prayer. I don't care what's around me. I am a man of prayer. I don't care what's hitting me. I am a man of prayer. I don't care what you say to me. But hold on. We're going somewhere tonight. I want to give you a spiritual transplant of your physical senses to the point where you don't feel this anymore. All you do is you begin to feel the Spirit of God. Not your five senses anymore, but the five senses of the Spirit. Read that antiquity for me. Man of prayer, keep punching, don't stop. Hatred, punch. I am nothing. Keep going. Though I love them, though I love them, they stand accusing me. They stand accusing me, punching me. Like Satan. Like Satan. For what I've never done. Yes. I will pray. I will pray. Until, until I become. Yes. Prayer itself. Punch me. Punch me. Punch me. Punch me. I have prayed until I become prayer. What are they punching now? They are punching prayer. They're not punching dummy. They are punching prayer. They're not punching dummy. Why is that? Why is that? Help me get Hebrews chapter 4 ready. I'll show you why. I know you're tired, right? Okay, keep going. They're punching me. Punching my family. But I have prayed until, become, until, until I became prayer. That was how Elijah did it. Elijah prayed until he became prayer. That's why he could speak before God's word came. That is what I see for Spark Nationals in this land. Hold on one second. So, my physical senses, the sense of taste, the sense of sight, the sense of hearing, touch, feeling, your five natural senses in this world. But the Lord is saying to you tonight, die to self, die to self, die to self, 
itself. Why is that? Because he wants to give you a new set of senses. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to round off here. Keep punching. Ephesians chapter 4. Don't stop. There are five senses in my body, but they don't operate anymore because it's prayer that's operating. Ephesians 4. Help me read. As a prisoner for the Lord. Yes. I urge you to live. Don't stop punching. Jump to verse 8. You know where I'm going. This is why it said. Don't punch. When he ascended on high. Yes. He took many captives. When Jesus ascended on high, he took what? Okay, keep going. Don't stop punching me. And gave gifts to his people. He gave gifts to his people. There is now a new type of gift. There is now a new type of senses. Read, 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 Pastor Faith, read. What does he ascended mean? Except yes. Yes. he also descended yes. to the lower earthly region. He died. Keep going. He who descended yes. is the very Don't stop. one yes. who ascended Don't stop. higher than all the heavens yes. in order to fill he the gave whole to men. universe. Yes, go on, go on. So Christ himself, Christ himself gave the apostles, he gave the apostles, the prophets, the, prophets, the, evangelists, the evangelists, the pastors, the pastors, and teachers. The teachers. He gave the apostles your new sense of sight. He gave Makosata. Keep punching. Keep punching. So I don't see anything anymore. I see Pastor Toby. <laughs> I don't have my eyes anymore. I am blind. But I truly see through the apostle. That's my new sense of sight. Next, what did he give again? To, uh, so Christ himself he gave, gave the apostle. Yes, the vision. The prophet. The prophet, my new sense of hearing. I don't hear what's around me anymore. I don't hear gossip anymore. I don't hear anger anymore. I don't hear jealousy anymore. I hear my prophet speak. What else is there? The evangelist. The evangelist sense of touch. Come and feel this thing like I felt it before. When you see a Pastor Stephen say, Pastor Toby has changed my life. Come and feel it with me. That is an evangelist. The sense of touch. I don't know if I have time to, to go through everything. What did he have? What did he give next? The pastors. The pastors. These guys have a sense of truth. They will tell you the truth. You smell truth. Your new sense of smelling, Spark Nation. It is time to have a spiritual transfer.